Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello and welcome to this topical life. Today we have Siobhan Marquan. And let me tell you, we, um, man, we met, I don't know, like a year ago too. Like, I don't know. Our kids were in the same class, our youngest. And, um, we, uh, our kids got to be friends. And then like literally a few weeks ago we were talking and I was just like, wow, like how did it come up that Colin had a different dad? I don't know. I think we were talking about, um, my other children, which are my stepkids and, and then I was like, Colin, and then we kind of just unfolded the fact that Colin was from a different dad. Yep. And that that dad lives really, really close, and we'll get into that. But basically, this this mm-hmm. podcast is about what can the positive that you can make happen after a separation or a divorce. And I was so intrigued by her story because um, she was just like, yeah, my ex and I are really good friends, and he lives like, where does he live? In our backyard. In (laughs) He lives above the garage. Um, There's an ADU above our garage that is separate from the house because it's an old house. So our house is in the front. There's a big backyard and then a three-car garage. And above the three-car garage is where Colin's dad lives. And do you mind saying Colin's dad's name? His name's Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris Clarkson. Yes. Yes. Chris Chris Clarkson sounds like a really awesome guy. And... um, and Siobhan as well. And I just, I want to know like how it all kind of unfolded for you guys as far as just like, how did it all start to happen? Like you guys were together and was Colin born at the time or? So um, Colin's dad and I knew each other for a very short time before I was became pregnant with Colin. Okay. Um, and we were together um, throughout the pregnancy and then we moved from California to Oregon right before I was going to give birth to Colin and we stayed together about a year year and a half after that okay so probably during that time you were thinking like okay is this was marriage even like an option or was that just kind of like we I don't even want to think about that it was something that we talked about it was something that I wanted I was kind of hoping that he would propose but it just didn't come to fruition Okay. Yeah. And so at this point, then you guys, when did it start to fishizzle? Um, I think as Colin was probably one was when I really knew things weren't going to probably work out. Okay. And so in your gut. I was just struggling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were like thinking, I'm not going to. I don't know what to do or how were you feeling exactly? Like, um, I was just thinking, how am I going to be able to support myself? Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I needed to be able to make it on my own and what that was going to look like. So that was a concern. And I come from a, a family that has a wonderful marriage. They've never been divorced. And I was just really thinking about what's that going to be like for my future. I already have one child, you know, what's, what's that going to be like? Right. So it's kind of like a little bit of a fight or flight situation. Plus 
thinking about, did you feel like because your parents were together that that was not an option for you to be a part? Like, were you kind of just like, you knew this isn't going to work. I need to do something. Or was it more like I was, you were holding on for so long to try to make it work. And then, and then, um, it wasn't working. Like what? I think there's a combination of both. There's the pressure that my parents have such a strong marriage. I should be able to achieve that too. And then on the other hand, realizing we've known each other for such a short time, this isn't my fault and I can go forward and it'll still be okay. I think there was a lot of wrestling back and forth and in my mind. And what about him? Like he was thinking, um, he definitely wanted to stay together, like did not want to separate at all. Okay. Yeah. So when you came to the situation where you're like, who approached, like, did you just all of a sudden Collins one mm-hmm. and you were like, how did it unfold for you? Um, we, like the actual, it, it wasn't just a one and done. There were several conversations of me just not being okay with things in our relationship and seeing a future for myself, you know, on my own. Mm-hmm. And so we had to talk about that and he would try to talk me out of it and convince me, you know, to stay. And so, but something that you mentioned before we started talking was, is that you knew in your gut that mm-hmm. it was done. Yeah. You knew in your gut it was done. I did. So when you, so what, what you had said to me before was, is that when you did break up, he was afraid, right? Mm -hmm. That, can you explain more what he was? Yeah. So, um, Chris and Chris's parents were divorced and they had a really rough breakup and it was kind of like some of the kids went with their mom and some went with their dad. And that was very hard on him to just be with his mom and to go through the conflict of divorce and separation. And he absolutely did not want that for Colin and did not want, you know, me moving away and Colin to be raised in a split home and go through all that. So that's really what he was not wanting to have happen. And I kept reassuring him it can be different. You know, we don't have to separate that way we don't have to make it such a high conflict situation. Yeah. Like you knew in your heart, you wanted it to be a positive thing. And then do you think he wanted to stay together because he was afraid that he didn't want to end up like his parents? I think there's that. And he just didn't want Colin's childhood to be what his was. I think he wanted the fairy tale and us to be together. And he was very much in love with me. He was, he wanting to propose at any moment. Um, I think he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so obviously through time, so it, did you actually separate after a year? It was a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah. It was longer after that. So how long after that then it was like, Uh, I think Colin was like almost two by the time we really separated. Okay. Yeah. And you were in California at the time. No, we were in Oregon. Oh, you were in Oregon. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So you're in Oregon and then Mm. you separate and Mm. how does it that you how did that process go for you? Like unfold how it was, how you were guys were making it positive or how you were, you know, whatever. Uh, we basically just kept communicating. I mean, I would just keep talking to him in the same way we talked before that, Hey, this is what's going on with Colin. Can you pick him up this time? Or I'll bring him here that time. And we just kept communicating. I just didn't give up with that. Yeah. So like no fighting or, I mean, that's pretty, the stuff I hear from um, people. Fighting. <laughs> no, there, there's not that much to fight about. I mean, 
it we were on the same page. I was going to be Colin's mom. He was Colin's dad. He had his work schedule. I had mine. There wasn't too much to fight about. So he wasn't resentful for you not wanting to be together. I'm sure inside he was, but um, he just didn't express it in a super angry way. Yeah. He has a saying, life's like a river. I mean, there's not much he can do. It's going. Right. What was he going to do? You know, lock me in the house. Right. Well, I mean, for <laughs> for some people, it is very difficult, high emotions and high stuff. So one that does want mm. it, want it apart and then one that does. And then it's just this push-pull situation. It can be very difficult. But for you guys, it was more determination to keep it positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you go to counseling or anything? No. No counseling? No counseling. Did your family support him? Uh, yeah, my parents were generally supportive no matter what. Like, always were happy with him and were... They had a good relationship now even? Oh, absolutely. Um, they. My mom was just scared for me to leave and what that would look like for Colin. She didn't want, you know, a broken home kind of thing. Right. So there was some pressure there of that I at least felt, you know... From her because she was, was she trying to convince you to, was she trying to convince you to stay with him or? There wasn't a convincing me to stay mm -hmm. because it was like already after the fact. I think she was just concerned for her grandson and what his life was going to look like. Yeah. Having to go back and forth and just things that split families deal with. Right. It was more that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so what about his family, uh, Chris's? Um, his mother has passed away and okay. his dad's kind of estranged. So there's like no connection there. Okay. Yeah. So when the um, separation happened, he was, um, Colin was almost two-ish. And then you guys, so what it transpired with him living so like up your garage and stuff? <laughs> <How'd> <laughs> so um, I left the apartment we had in Wilsonville um, and moved to Tualatin at the time. And he stayed mm -hmm. living in Wilsonville in the same apartment. Um, until I had already moved to Westland. I loved living in Westland mm -hmm. and I, the place above our garage was available and I pitched the idea to him and I was like, what do you think about living there? What do you think about that? And he thought it was a great idea. Really? Yeah. It's just so amazing. It's just so amazing. I mean, it, and logically it kind of makes sense because you want to be for your kid, you know, I mean, right. it totally makes sense, but the communication, I mean, you guys must have some seriously good at communication, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, so you're remarried now. Mm -hmm. And how often do you text Chris? Oh, probably at least maybe five, ten times a day, depending on the day. Really? Yeah, with like little things. Like, can you take the dog out? Are you going to be home before I am? Uh, just that my mom's getting calling tonight. Stuff like that. Have you ever text Chris... On accident and not your husband or vice versa? Surprisingly, no. Really? Yeah, surprisingly, no. <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, Chris, how long has he lived in this garage of yours? Upstairs. Up, you know, you know what I mean when I say garage. Sure. Like, um, He moved in about two years ago now. Okay. So, it's been about two years. Yes. Yeah. And now Colin is like, what, five? I wish. No, Wait, he's, no. He's, he's like seven. seven. Yeah, Duh, he's What am seven. I thinking? Tobin's stuck in five years old. No. Okay. So, seven. Yeah. So... About the time, so he moves up in the garage, and then when does your now husband come in the picture? Um, we got married in 2016. Okay, so fairly recent. So you were living in the house, and he was living in the garage, and then 
how did it kind of transpire with your now husband, which is named Jason, Jason. So Jason enters, how did that all kind of unfold? So Jason and I moved to Westland to the house, um, December, 2015 was when we signed the lease. Okay. Yeah. And so him and I lived there before. Together. Oh, okay. So yeah. he helped decide whether Chris should come in. Oh, yeah. So how did Jason... So Jason was totally like... He sounds really supportive. Absolutely. So from day one, it was like, hey, look, Chris and I are, you know, we have a tight relationship. We have Colin, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Jace, Jason has kids himself. Uh-huh. He's got... Three. Three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... Okay. So you guys... <coughs> yeah, we're all a little sick around here. Yep. <laughs> but um, so... Yeah, he comes in the picture, mm-hmm. and you, what now, like, you've been married now since, what, four years now? Yep, almost four years. Four years. Our anniversary is this week. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. So has there ever been any weird, like, I mean, you gotta, we gotta get some juice out here. Like, this just sounds mm-hmm. like Stepford Wives in a divorce situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are some obstacles you've had to overcome? Like, maybe just with step or kids sure and, you know the whole he his and hers and whatever right. situation like can you give me some some stuff okay so I think um Colin's dad struggled with jealousies of my husband okay um and they would get annoyed with each other at times um fighting over tools in the garage or something like that yeah yeah I think there were times where um, Colin's dad would get jealous of my husband spending more time with Colin than maybe he was, just based on work schedules and stuff like that. Right. And just accepting that my husband was going to be in the picture and a part of Colin's life. I think that that's been a process for Chris to yeah. accept that. Absolutely. And I think that that goes all across the board. I mean, step families and introducing other people in the thing has it Mm -hmm. has it gotten easier or is it still kind of just fresh a little bit no it's gotten much easier we're in a really good place now but I think in the beginning stages of it Chris definitely would have liked my husband to not exist you know I think it was really hard for him to see me move on and be happy and now, does he have any one of interest? or No, but he's single. He's All single. All you wrestling ladies. <laughs> yes. All you ladies, ladies, ladies. All yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's hard to probably be single in suburbia Westland, though, right? I, mean, I guess. Well, I mean, online is a different story, but, you know, face-to-face, it's like pretty much everyone seems to be tying the knot. Tied the knot. Right. Married for many years. but Yeah. So, so is it... So Colin has basically been raised essentially with two dads right there, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and has it been pretty seamless for him? Um, I would have said yes. This year he's actually started asking more questions, though, saying things like, Mom, why aren't you married to my dad? Like, yeah, dad misses you. Why can't you be married to him? Yeah. And asking more questions in regards to that. But overall, I mean, he seems very happy and Jason's been in his life for, you know, several years now and he doesn't seem to have too much of a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. There's struggles with him because we get my stepkids every other weekend. So Colin can have a hard time adjusting to that because he's been raised essentially an only child, but then has stepkid or my stepchildren, his step siblings come every other weekend. So that's an adjustment. 
you go from a, a tight little family of like three right. to then family of six. That's a, yeah, that's, that's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. How old are the three others? They're 11, nine and seven. Okay. 11. And, oh, okay. So Colin has a, yeah, they're two months apart. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and that can be just dynamics too, of just like they're here, then they're not, then they're here and then they're not, then they're mm-hmm. here and they're not. I'm sure that's pretty across the board for everybody too. Yeah. So, um, when, one thing I was curious about is when, um, Colin is at home and Jason is at home and Chris is at home. Can Colin just be like, Hey, I'm going to go see dad. Absolutely. So he can just like go hang out at his dad's. And then what does he come sleep with you down? Like, yeah. Um, Colin primarily sleeps every night, um, down at my house. And then usually on the weekends, one night he'll end up spending the night up at his dad's, but we don't have any like set hardcore plan. Right. So you never had to have like a judge. You never had to have like nope. any of that kind of stuff. Nope. I wrote the parenting plan and our agreement out on a piece of paper and his dad signed it and I signed it and that's that. Okay. So what, do you have to have that paper signed by like a lawyer or something? No. 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 You no. just literally, I just can't believe how seamless this has been. I no, didn't realize if, it was so like really just awesome. If two adults can get along mm-hmm. enough to just put down an agreement on paper and follow it. You do not need lawyers to get involved. His dad and I weren't married. So technically, you know, in Oregon, if you are married and you're going to be divorced, you have to have a parenting plan and go through all those steps. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would have changed it. But since we weren't married, we didn't need to go to court for anything or call a lawyer. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the first year that you guys were separated, it was like you said it was very difficult. But some of the advice that you would give for someone that's fresh out of something like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are some things you think you could do? I mean, don't you think that most people want to go in through this kind of thing with good intentions? And then what do you think kind of just makes things kind of fizzle? Jealousy is one. I mean, how do you think Chris? Sure overcomes that like is it because the better better thing for Colin yes I think he cares about his son so much and he wants there to be positivity in his life so he put that those feelings aside yeah I think that there's been just been so much focus on what was best for Colin and that took a ton of maturity if roles were reversed this would not be the story oh okay wait roles reversed meaning like if you were Chris meaning if if Chris had left me and my feelings were raw and all that, I would not have been able to act as maturely as he has. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. No, the credit goes in that direction. Absolutely. For how he's handled it as mature as he had. He is older than me. We're almost 16 years apart. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Okay. But I think there's a lot of times in a separation, there's so many feelings that are hurt and there's... You want to take that out somehow, and I think people just get just, they're not thinking about how it's affecting the kids. They're just thinking about themselves a lot. Yeah. And, you know, with Colin even being so young, I mean, he could have technically just gotten away with being a a jerk in some ways, you know, Mm -hmm. like just selfish there for a while. And then when, I don't know, that's kind of a stupid (laughs) statement, but I'm just like thinking of like how Chris could be such a jerk, but... Chris is not a jerk. Um, just like with, you know, Colin being so young and him being so on hands on and all that kind of stuff. That is really cool. Like to just 
own that. And do you tell Chris that or you and Jason through the years have just been like, Hey, you know, thanks for like, is that weird? No, no. no so he's not thanks. like, um, and then, I'm, I'm beyond thankful. I had my biggest fears were not being able to be with Colin as much as I would want to and having to be stuck in some regimented, like it's your weekend and now it's my time. I did not want that. That was my biggest fear with it. Right. And so if Chris, so Chris met someone and Mm -hmm. then he had to move out or maybe she would decide to live there too, Mm -hmm. it might be a little weird, but at the same time, (laughs) that would be like that housewives thing or I don't know, that could be like a TV special. It could be like, we could, yeah. I would love a sister wife. You would love a sister wife. Hey, teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) Come on. It take. I mean, can you imagine five of yourself, how much we get accomplished? That's right. It is true. That That's is right. very true. Maybe something like gardening. Yeah, gardening. I have a beautiful backyard we do nothing with. Yeah. So she's she's recruiting a woman out there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. So um, with, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, with back to where you were saying with your gut, knowing back in the beginning when mm. you were like, because Chris sounds like a really great guy. He is. He's a really he great, a great guy. guy. I mean, it would be easy for someone to be like, stick around and, you know, make it work. Right. And sounds like that could have happened. It wasn't like he was abusive or anything like that. Right. No, he wasn't abusive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was just more like it was not working. And so when you say your gut, what do you think that means exactly? So I just feel like I knew that it wasn't going to be the best situation in life for me to stay. Um, Chris has a strong personality. I have a really strong personality. So a lot of times, you know, when we are great, we're really great. But when there is conflict, it's two really dominant personalities. Somebody has to back down. And in times like that, I just felt like I would be the one that would back down just because yeah and I just didn't want to go on forever in a relationship like that so by following my gut I just meant if you really feel like you know it would be best to not stay with somebody for the health of yourself and probably your child in the Mm -hmm. long term that follow through with that that maybe it is best to separate and pursue that was there a certain moment where you're just like okay this is it's time or was it just like the gut just got stronger and stronger and stronger or you couldn't take it anymore. It just would continue to get stronger and stronger. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people live in the, that flux, you know, mm-hmm. like, should I stay? Should I, should I stay or should I go? Yeah. You know, um, that's a hard, long, super long process. It was long. It was long. There was a lot of back and forth and prayers of, you know, come on, come on, God, let's make this work. You know, I can do this. Let's stick this out. Yeah. We can be a family, right? but then I'd always go back to the other side of, I, I want something different for my life. So was that something, like when you say prayers and stuff, was that something you, like, were you spiritual about all of this? There, yeah, there, there's times just being spiritual and going to God and praying about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you felt like through that experience, you were like, did you feel a strong sense of, yes, do this? Or were you kind of like... You know, these are the things like God's will, your will, what is, you know, like you have a will, like you can make your decision, you know, and mm-hmm. God will support you. Do you feel like 
you had peace about moving forward? I did have peace. Yeah, about moving forward. It didn't come overnight. And I never felt like I got a direct answer of stay or go. Mm -hmm. But just as I continued to wrestle with the idea, I just got more comfortable with going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big step. Yeah, big step. it was huge. It was a great, I mean, it worked out, man. And you got such great guys. And so, so now like say for back to fast forward to things and now, mm-hmm. um, say Christmas time comes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like just recently happened. Yeah. Do you guys are all together? Yeah. So like husband X and wow. See, that's, yeah. he's that's a part awesome. of our family. Yeah. Yeah. He's a part of my family. He was there at the Super Bowl. Okay, super yeah. cool. That was like what last week? Yeah, yeah. And he was at my parents' house. Cool. Yeah. And so, with his stepkids, how do his, how do your stepkids, how do they think of the whole situation? They adore Chris. They run up and see Chris just as much as Colin does. Um, it's all that they've known is just kind of Chris being in the picture, and right. They come over and see their dad, and we're together. They get a stepbrother and they have a great time. Yeah. When they come over. How long had Jason been divorced before you guys got together? Uh, He was never married either. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think they'd been separated like a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys meet? We met in school. You met in school? Yeah. Wait, you were, you work for a lawyer, right? I do. I'm a paralegal. So I was in school. In Wilsonville to become a paralegal, and he was in school for an IT degree at the same college, like a tech college. Okay. And then what? how did it transpire? Everybody loves a good love story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just we knew each other as, like, friends. Mm-hmm. It's a small college, so a lot of the same classes you took with the same people, mm-hmm. like the base classes. And so just I had made friends with other people and we all would just kind of talk just in class like hey did you do this homework or do you have these answers and that's how we got to know each other okay and then the spark started later on later on okay way later on so what's interesting though too is that with him and not being married and being separated Mm -hmm. he probably that probably gave you even more of a lead up too, because he knew what it was like to want the best for the kids. Mm-hmm. So it transpired for him to want that for you, for Colin and for Chris. Right. Is that kind of the way it all felt? Yeah. Like we, that's how we ended up like getting closer and even friendship is finding out how much we had in common just mm-hmm. with him deciding to separate from his ex and then me really wanting to do that and toying with that. Yeah. On my end. So how long were you guys together before you got married again? Um, About a year. Okay, about wow. Year, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty, you were, yeah, I think, yeah, so it was pretty quick in a sense. But we'd spent like a year and a half before that just growing a friendship basically or acquaintanceship that turned into friendship. Okay. So I feel like I knew him a lot more. Right, yeah. That makes sense. Well, and he knew your situation, you knew his situation. What about his, what about Jason's ex? How is she with, I mean, she's that's, good. That's harder. That's not as easy. You know, that's something we're still working on. Yeah. But ideally, you know, I would love for the relationship to get closer. Right, right. Yeah. And time. Yeah. Time. And mama bears, I guess. Does Colin ever go over to their house at all? No. No. 
Okay. No, they live in Beaverton, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered how that. When I was young, um, so I grew up with two moms, and my siblings would go with me to, like, we, like, three of us, so five kids, two younger, and then me, and then two older brothers. Well, two older brothers and I are from a different mom, and then the two youngers were from a different um, different mom. And so, but we always felt growing up that we were all kind of from the same mom and same, like, we just didn't really think of each other as step. Right. In fact, we weren't even allowed to actually like talk about it like that. Um, Mm -hmm. because of just all of us being in the same house and all the time. Right. Um, yeah. So, but what I was saying was, is that my sisters would go to my other mom's house too sometimes. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if my younger sister did because she was, she's quite younger than me. But yeah, we would spend time all together, I guess. But that was kind of a unique situation too. Yeah. And I, you know, in my situation, I would say, I didn't even think about even talking about it, but it was like my stepmom, who is like a mom to me, um, she's the one that raised me. Um, but she always treated my mom, my biological mom, who was also like a mom too. Um, but always treated her with such respect, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, it just takes a stepmom is, is there's just no words for a stepmom, yeah. you know? I mean, for a mom, a stepmom who's raised or a stepmom that is raising someone else's kids, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's just a role that is a whole nother podcast. Let's just say that. But, um, back to your story, um, you know, just in tying all this together, you feel like following your gut was something to definitely unpack. Mm -hmm. If you're taking away something from this podcast, it is follow your gut. Let it, let it sit, ask the questions. I think we all have, I don't know if it's just a woman's thing, but I think we have an intuition. I think deep down we kind of know the answer. And a lot of times we ignore it or don't want to accept it. Right. But what you said was, is that you like, well, your mom was a little bit hesitant and then your situation, you were just like trying to figure out, okay, how to be independent and like survive on your own. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that thing, Right. but it always just kind of kept down to your gut, your gut, your gut, your gut. And yeah. I guess for everybody it's, you know, you wish that maybe you would have followed it sooner or do you feel like. I wish I would have, yeah, I wish I could have been a little bit more decisive and just been that person that I'm making a decision and I'm going forward and that's that. And, right. But that wasn't how it came about. It right. It was a lot of back and forth. Right. And then um, another thing that I thought was really good that you said was, you know, one year being separated versus five years being separated is completely different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like night and day? I just think that the it evolves as you as you go about your co-parenting journey with each other and you build the trust and communication, it's, it will get better. Yeah. So if it's rocky in the beginning, that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to look like five years from now. If it was rocky, you know, and you'd made this decision, what was, what's one thing that you probably would have had in your toolbox to be like, okay, we need to make this next step. I mean, I'm assuming going to a counselor. Oh yeah. Or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if it had gotten to be too much. And then one thing, another thing that to take away too from this is that you said just because one partner or both have had a different experience, like growing up and being divorced 
and then you coming into deciding to get divorced does not have to be the end of the world for your family. Right. Um, exactly. I, you know, and I think that's pretty powerful because I think with families, it's, you know, they talk a lot about like if one family gets divorced, what are the chances of a next family getting divorced or like, like planting that bad seed or something like that. Like if, if I grew up in a divorced family, the chances of it happening, you know, mine getting a divorce, 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 divorce. Mm. But what I like about your story is that you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to get a divorce, but, but the negative stops here. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, that speaks probably a lot of volumes to Colin. You probably don't want Colin to get a divorce when he grows up. No. Right. No. I mean, we don't want that for anybody. No. So that's cool that, you know, the decision was made. It was, it felt right to get the divorce or you weren't even divorced. I mean, separated. Yeah. You weren't even really technically divorced. So separated. (coughs) But for anyone that is divorced or separated. Sure. Um, It doesn't have to stop. I mean, it doesn't have to be the, you know, it's not a repetitive cycle. No, you don't have to have a horrible relationship just because you separate Mm -hmm. from the person that you had children with. Have you met other people that have been divorced that you have, do you find that you're kind of rare or do you find that a lot of people around you have the same similar experience? I find that I'm more rare. It seems to be shocking for people when I talk about the relationship that I have co-parenting with Colin's dad. Yeah. I would have to say in my voice of hearing other people, I would say that's that as well. Mm-hmm. So... But if you're yeah. saying that we can lean on these takeaways, that at least put us put people on a path that could be positive. Absolutely. I think it'd just be nice for people to look at it in a different context, that not everything has to be so rigid and going through the court system and dad's only getting every weekend and everything has to be black and white and separated and mom's time and dad's time. It doesn't have to be that just definite. Yeah. I mean, the child is ours. Right. We brought the child into the world together. Mm -hmm. So having to make it so intense, that's what it feels like to me. I don't know. I never felt like I had to split my parents' time. So I didn't want Colin to feel that way. Yeah. Right. I get that. I can't imagine sending my kid off for the weekend. But, you know, it's really comes down to the communication of the parents, you know, or... There are a lot of homes where, yeah, the parents are married, but there ain't really no marriage there. Exactly. And that can be seriously detrimental. Right. Um, and that's like a whole nother, <coughs> whole nother thing, but um, that's like a whole nother thing, talking about the, the health of the family in that regard. But it sounds like you went with your gut in the end, and Chris ultimately laid down his feelings. Mm-hmm. essentially yeah because I think that would have been the whole different scenario for you absolutely and for you to realize that you would have been I think that I think this is the miracle situation of yours is that number one he backed down and even though he cared for you that way mm-hmm. he let it go yep. and then you acknowledging that he did that Oh, big time. And saying like, wow, you're really, you know, like I got, you know, just acknowledging that. I think that is really. Big time. I'm so thankful. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess in every divorce, would you say that there's usually someone who's a little bit more okay with staying together than not staying together? I think so. 
most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. Okay. So because there's one that's the fixer usually. Okay. One's more of the fixer and then the other one is like, no. Done. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I think the people that I know that are divorced kind of went through something like that. And that's probably why it keeps going and going sure. and going and going. Not that you both want the end re- You know, we know everyone wants to be okay. So someone has to let go. And then the other one needs to acknowledge that the person let go and is doing the, the better. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, that's... Yeah, you have to be appreciative. Right. Yeah, but that's how you get peace. I mean, that's the art of a negotiation. That's how it happens. Somebody has to give somewhere. I mean, I could be mad and critique Colin's dad all the time and give a list of ways I wish he was different, but... Well, we could do that with our husbands. Yeah, but that's not the point. Right. He is who he is, and it's better to embrace the good that he brings to the table. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like Colin's really fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really cool. I'm... I'm just happy that things have turned out this way because yeah. in the beginning it was scary and I didn't know what it was going to really look like. I just had a belief that it could be better and yeah. we could get along. I mean, you made that decision and it worked. Yeah. So, I mean, even making that decision of like, okay, we're going to make this work. All the other stuff kind of falls into place because technically if you were like wishy-washy and then all he's doing some stupid stuff, like you wouldn't want Colin to be parent this way or blah, blah, blah. And you nitpick that. Mm -hmm. then it would kind of probably get annoying and not work or something. Right. Right. So you making the decision, we are making this work Mm -hmm. and making that, I mean, think about how we could, that mindful power and uh, apply that to so many areas of our life. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, we're making this work. This little boy is going to have a great life and he's not going to be raised in a high conflict situation. And he's going to see how we can work together, even with how different we both are. Right. We're going to work together. It's yeah. really cool. Well, Siobhan, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on here and just having a conversation with me about about your life and um, just really honorable that you're taking the steps that you did and are doing and glad to know you. Thank glad you Glad so Tobin much. has got Colin. Thank you. And um, he's just, I got to just say for a second that Colin, her son, he is just... You know, I love kids. I do. And he's just such a little bright light, that guy. Just full of full of life, you know? Yeah. Like when I see him. He actually, I don't I think, think I told is. you this. Like, I was at a, um, I was at a, a re- what is it? The kids, oh my gosh. Field trip? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was at a field trip and Colin, like, I go, hey, Colin. And he's like, wait, who are you? Oh like, my gosh. He totally got... To- you know, like when you're not in the same scenario, like he know- sees me at home, like he yeah. doesn't see me in there. You know, he was so confused, but it was just like we locked eyes and he was just like, oh, yeah, Tubman's mom. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that is that. And have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support this topical life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com front slash this topical life. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories on this topical life. Because life 
ain't a vacation.